Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. All right, welcome back to another episode of A Letter to My Sister podcast. We are in for a treat today because I have a special guest with me, Jennifer Bell. She is an entrepreneur promoting health and wellness to educate and encourage the faith community to prosper in all things and be in health as your soul prospers. She is the host of the Raise Your, Raise Your Praise podcast, which is used as a vehicle to encourage, motivate, and inspire you to reclaim your joy and thrive in every area of your life. You will be challenged to activate your faith and be inspired to live the life that you deserve. She has been married to her college sweetheart, Jeff, for over 30 years. They have three children. Jennifer and her family are aspiring vegans who love the Food Network channel. And so here's the thing. So she is a former elementary school principal who always told herself that when the joy of what she is doing is gone, it's time for her to do something else. And she taught for over 20 years. She was a high school and elementary school principal. But she said, I was tired of being exhausted physically, mentally, and emotionally and not having time freedom. Time freedom, y'all. I was tired of giving the best of me to my job and my family getting the leftovers. So she said something had to change, and it did. She chose faith over fear. She resigned from her school district and started focusing on creating options for her family. She said, I knew God had a greater plan for me, and all that I needed to do was believe bigger. Fast forward to just a few years, so much has changed in her life, and now she is helping others to thrive and live healthy and well in order to enjoy this journey that we call life. Her mission is to be physically, mentally, financially, and spiritually fit to be used by God. So ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Jennifer Bell. Jennifer, welcome to the Letter to My Sister podcast. Oh, thank you, Takara. I'm so happy to be here. Can't wait to have a conversation with you. Yes, I think it is going to be so fun, so fun. So here at the Letter to My Sister podcast, we always talk about living that life that we want to live. So not living the life of others, but living the life that we know that God has ordained for us to do. So you said that, you know, you you said that when the joy is gone, it's time for you to do something else. So what is kind of, I guess, that awakening moment or what is that time where you said, okay, this is really it. This is, I have got to do something else. What was that moment for you? I will never forget, you know, growing up as a little girl, I've always wanted to be a teacher. 
And my pastor at the time said, yep, you're going to be a teacher. And I'm like, no, I don't think so because they don't make any money. I'm going to be a doctor. So uh, when I became a teacher and got to the point where everything that I did, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole life of being an educator. Then moving into administration, that was a turning point because I felt like I had more to do. In, in order to uh, invoke change, it was hard for me to do that in the classroom because I saw that, uh, you know, teachers are working super hard, but we needed more support. So I went into administration and loved it. Absolutely loved it. Very challenging, but I was up for the challenge. It wasn't until my last year in 20, the school year 2016-2017 that it had to change because my joy was gone. I had been moved to a new new school. That's nothing new for educators and teachers. You, you move around all the time. But I'll never forget when I drove into the parking lot and I sat there for 15 minutes crying before going into the building because I didn't want to go in there. That was the mm. moment for me that I said, I can't do this anymore. The joy was gone because of some situations that happened and, mm-hmm. you know, some lawyers were involved, but I was not willing to live my life as an educator, you know, documenting this and making sure it was just, I was done. And at the same time, I was uh, caring for my mother who uh, had stage four cancer and we were six hours away. So it was a lot of going on in my personal life on top of something that I enjoyed for over 27 years, my education life. It's like the joy was gone. And so I left. I just resigned. So how was that? Because we know that's got to be a huge leap of faith to leave a job. And especially because you have so much time invested, 20 plus years invested in that. I know that that had to be like, how was that transition? Listen, let me tell you something. When God told me to leave, I was driving home from uh, that last visit with my mother and God said, it's time to go. And I was kind of shocked too. But at the same time, I said, okay, I can do that. But you're going to have to talk to my husband. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I was four years from full retirement. Full retirement. I left four years shy of having full retirement. So I left it all. Because what is four more years, years of misery and stress and all those things, it was sucking the life out of me. I couldn't do it. But when I went to God and I said, God, you know, talk to my head about this. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget. We went up for prayer at church one time um, and my husband came with me and he held my hand right there at the altar. And he said, God said, it's time to go. You know, I bawled. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what I asked God to do because I felt like, you know, I've been doing this all pretty much my whole life. And all of a sudden I'm just going to, what am I going to do now? I'm just going to stop. Well, when he confirmed it with my husband, it was like, okay, Lord, let's do this. Let's do this. And I have, I have yet to have any, and I won't, no regrets at all. The peace Mm -hmm. that I had once that happened, when the next school year rolled around uh, a fall of 2017, I didn't have that. Oh my gosh, what are they doing? We would be getting ready for staff development. We would be doing all this. Oh, the kids, I've had the peace of God. And that's when I knew that I Mm -hmm. made the right decision. I chose faith over my fear of what was going to happen next because I had the peace 
that just kind of settled everything. And I, we follow peace from uh, with everything that we do, even with my husband being in the military, every move, mm-hmm. every assignment, God give us peace. Sometimes we didn't have a choice, but at the same time, <laughs> we still had the peace because we knew right. God was there. So, yep, that's how it happened. That's amazing because, um, you know, and a lot of what attracted me to your story is like, when I listened to one of your episodes and you were saying, yes, they told you that you were that you were going to be a teacher, but then you decided to do nursing and then you decided to do accounting. And I was like, yes, Jennifer, that's me. That's what I did. That is exactly what I did. And then you said you changed your major. And I said, yes, Jennifer, I did that too. Why are we not talking about this? (laughs) And so I was like, man, I can relate to you on so many levels. And then Mm -hmm. with your husband being in the military and then me being in the military, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I said, okay, 20 years is when we can retire. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine for your husband, he's probably thinking the same, like 20 years and four years, like, come on, we can combine these incomes. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's like, we, we choose the monetary things Mm -hmm. over the things that we know that the Lord is telling us to do. But that peace that you speak about, man, that peace is like the most important. Oh yes. The most important factor Mm -hmm. of, every single last bit of it. And I imagine your husband has probably been on the ride as well because was he retired when you? Yes, he retired in 2010. So he was, you know, doing some university work and some other things. And really he was like, it's your time. You you just go, I'm supporting you, you do whatever. And it was great. It really was. And so, you know, at military, you're, you're thinking, um, okay, yeah, y'all are fine. He's got his military retirement, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But for me, as <laughs> yeah. a, a, a young girl, uh, always worked. I mean, I was 13 when I started my first job because I wanted my own money, you know? <laughs> and then so going uh, into education and then into administration and all of that, you know, the nice salary. I mean, of course, it's never what it really should be in education. Hello, educators out there. But at right. the same time, you do it because of the love that you have. I don't think anybody gets into education for the money just because, you know, it's a calling. And so when I left, initially, I was like, okay, I have this piece. But what am I going to do now, God? No pressure yeah. from my husband or anything. But I knew, I mean, I'm still young. I've got things I want to do. I did have my side business, health and wellness. So I'm thinking, oh, praise God, I'm going to do that full time. I'm going to be a full time entrepreneur, not just a side gig, right? And it was been a, it's been a great ride. It's been almost seven years uh, now coming up this year. But it, my business didn't explode like I thought it was going to. God had another plan. But here's what I do know. Even though I went into my superintendent's office and told him that I was not going to return, this is way before the school school year end. He was shocked. Is everything okay with your mom? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's just time to go. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't have a plan. I thought that was going to be my plan was to expand my health and wellness business because to this day, I still do it. I believe God wants us to be healthy. He wants us to prosper in our health like we do in other things. And a lot of times we don't because we're looking for the other things. 
We're going right. after the next rank or after the next promotion. And we're doing all the things as a family and we're, our self-care is on the back burner. Our spiritual uh, health is way up here, but our physical health is down here. Mm-hmm. Whereas God mm-hmm. says, Hey, take care of this temple. We only get one, one body on this side. And so that was my driving force to continue to share. And then God took another shift and I was like, Oh, that's why I needed to leave my job because of what he has me doing right now. So. Okay. Well, let's stick on this um, physical, physical health, because I do know that at one point you said when you were doing all of these things, life was going great for you, but at the same time, your weight was starting to go up and all of a sudden you got too tired to do some of the things that you were really wanting to do. And then now you're an expiring vegan. So how, how did you make that shift or the transition to say, okay, wait a minute, we've got to get some things in order to then becoming an aspiring vegan? Because, you know, for some people that's okay. She, she went from zero to a hundred real quick (laughs) with, you know, veganism. So, so can we talk about that? Absolutely. Well, here's, here's, it kind of started way back in 2004 when we were stationed in Turkey and I had what they thought was a stroke. I'm, you know, 40 little over 40 something years old, three young kids in school, rushing to get out the door. I'm a minister of music at the chapel on base and I'm doing all these things, going to work. I don't remember hugging my kids. I don't remember saying, I love them. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Get there, get home from school, get to rehearsal that night. And I just fell over. Mind you, I have been on a a, uh, dieting roller coaster since the age of 12. Now I'm in my adult life, 40 years old, 42, somewhere around there. And, um, I just fall over. I knew God was, was taking me because I felt it. everything was going dark. I hear the people speaking and and praying for me and they're calling the ambulance. All this is happening. And I just remember crying out to God and I said, God, if you're taking me, I'm okay with that. Just give me peace that my babies will be okay because I was rushing. I didn't see my husband that morning. You know, you're just doing life. Yeah. And God spoke to me. He said right then, no, I'm not taking you right now. I have things for you to do. And all of a sudden, once again, that peace came over me and I let them do whatever they needed to do. And I'm like, okay, that was a wake up call for me because Mm -hmm. I was extremely overweight and I was exhausted and I was tired. And a lot of it had to do with my weight. It ended up not being a stroke. I don't know what it was to this day, but what I do know, it was a wake up call for me. So I would take the next 10 years to going on this diet and that diet and trying to get the weight off quickly, fast, you know, trying this program, counting points, getting my food in the mail, drinking, you know, Tabasco in the water, whatever it took to -hmm. get the weight off but I didn't understand it was more so what was weighing me down. Mm. So here comes these, you know, this health and wellness product that changed my life. I got the weight off. I've lost the 50 something pounds and kept it off for the last six, almost six years now. But I still had something that was um, holding me back from really releasing and being all that God is calling me to be. And that was a whole nother journey. But this getting my weight and my health in control and not just a size, uh, a piece of clothing, not a number on a scale. 
I'm talking about being healthy and well in my body so that I can do the things that God is calling me to do with excellence and not making the excuse or the reason. Sometimes the reasons become excuses. I'm too tired. My knees hurt. Um, um, I didn't sleep well the night before. Once I got my health and wellness together, it's like God gave me the download for the next thing he was calling me to do, going back to the reason why I left my job nearly four years ago today. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah, it does. Because, you know, I, I have two thoughts. One of those is sometimes it's like when we're so busy about life, God finds a way to disrupt us. And he finds a way to sit us down if we need to sit down. And it often doesn't look like, you know, some people think of sitting down like, oh, well, just let me just sit here at home. No, ma'am. No, sir. That could be you laying up in a hospital bed because you just can't move and you have no choice but to sit there and deal with you and your thoughts. Exactly. You know, when I when I think about the faith community, because, you know, we're, we're into ministry and what God wants and these types of things. And we pray and we fast and we you know, you're in ministry and your service, mm-hmm. you know, you're teaching and all of these things. But yet and still our, our health is, is down down here. I know the Bible says to occupy till I come. The Bible says to work until, you know, uh, work while it's day for when night comes, no man can work. That night does not necessarily mean when you're six feet under. That may be like you were saying, mm-hmm. I can't get out of bed. I can't walk. I can't because I'm not taking care of the only vehicle that I have on this side to do the work that God is calling us to do. I just got to the point. I'm, I got sick and tired of seeing our men dying quicker and our women getting sicker. I'm talking mm-hmm. about those in ministry. I have personally had a friends who, her uncle, 40 years old, preaching in the pulpit, fell over and died right there in the church. It was over 350 pounds or so. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why do we, we feel yeah. like our spiritual health has to be here and our physical health, we, we don't have to worry about that because we're going on to glory. I believe that. However, the things that God wants to do Mm -hmm. in our lives on this side, it's about the quality of our lives. And I believe it is uh, a thank you to God that we have this body when we take care of the temple because it houses the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, you think about it, you can envision, envision this. You go into a sanctuary and it's beautiful. It's clean. You see the pew. You can see, you know, someone's taking care of it versus if you go into a sanctuary and there's trash and the the furniture is thrown away. You don't want to worship there. Why do we feel like our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit that we don't have to take care of it? It's like the Holy Spirit resides there. Hello. And mind you, I didn't understand this while I was going through what I was going through. But once I understood the more healthy I am, the more service I can give to God, the more I can, you know, be like that army. You think about it. We recognize every branch of the service by what? The way they look, their character, even their uniforms. Mm-hmm. How do we know the people of faith? <laughs> we're true. all shapes, all sizes. I mean, we're all, you know what I'm saying? If we're going to be an army of God, <laughs> right. take care yeah. of your body so we can do the work and we can do go right. to war. Because it is a war out there. We do have a real enemy out there. But taking care of our body, I believe, is appreciating uh, that God has given us this body on this side 
And whatever I need to do, whatever he has called me to do, I want to make sure the quality of my life has to uh, be very, very important, a priority so that I can enjoy it. Number one, he gives us all things to enjoy and also do the work that my fingerprints mm-hmm. were called to do. That's good, man. That's good. Because, you know, it's like, um, it's not what you're eating, but what's eating you. And then I remember, I, I remember this like it was yesterday and I know it was a few years ago and I heard it two different times, but they were saying, um, I think it was another podcast interview, but they were saying, isn't it funny that, you know, we all go to the altar. We pray to God to heal us of diabetes. We pray to God to heal us of high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And then we go downstairs in the basement and go eat some fried chicken. Yeah. And you know, it was (laughs) that, that uh, documentary, what the health that I I heard Tabitha Brown, you know, Mm -hmm. she's the, the vegan guru talk about. I watched yes, it, right? Yes, and, you know, diseases are not hereditary. It's the foods that we eat that causes the disease. Yes. When she said that, something sparked. I grew up on fried. I'm from Texas, honey. Southern, covered in gravy, potatoes, you know, all that meat with every <laughs> meal. That's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. And so when she said that, yeah, there's heart disease in my family. There's diabetes. It's all of that. But it's kind of like, that doesn't have to be my plight. So I was on a mission to change the generational, I say it's a curse, right? For my for my family and mm-hmm. choose healthier options, but I need help with that. Once I started to educate myself, because that's one thing we don't, we just do things because that's the way mama did it and grandmama did it and, and all of them. And, and they live, you know, some of them live right. beautiful lives, long lives. That's not necessarily the case for, for everybody. So if I can... Mm-hmm. can uh, have long life the way God says that, that he will satisfy me, right? And that he says to, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Here's my little joke. And he say, eat everything that was good. I'm just saying, right? But we have to make yeah. that decision Hello. for ourselves. <laughs> that, And that's when we kind of get got on our vegan road. And more today I'm more flexitarian because true vegans, you know, they don't have okay. honey. I'm, I'm not that um, die hard to where if it has some type of trace of an animal product in a soup or base or something like that, we don't eat meat, but at the same time, um, just wanted to make that distinction, but all to say that my entire family in my household, my husband and my youngest daughter, we don't, we, we chose to be flexitarian, more vegetarian, I guess you can say. Um, and our health has benefit mm-hmm. from it. We feel better, but at the same time, we have to understand that food is to fuel us, not the op- opposite. And so we don't eat to live. I mean, we don't uh, right. live to eat. We eat to live. But understanding that God put all the things on this earth for us to to enjoy, but we still have our own will and our God's not going to make us do anything, right? And yeah. so we have to choose mm-hmm. life. That's what he says in the word. I put before you life and death. Everything we put in our mouths is either feeding disease or is fighting it. It's our choice. Mm-hmm. But I do know that's that's part of my mission is to, to help us understand that you can take control of your health. You really can. You, it's just a decision. That's it. And um, so when you said, yeah, we are what we eat, we are. We are. We really think about it. 
So, uh, but there are better options out there to live healthy, to eat well. And I love to show that, you know, vegetarian, even vegan foods and meals can be so delicious. That's why I post the way I do, because it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) And it does look good. And I'm like, is that chicken? I don't know. It looks like chicken, but I'm not sure. (laughs) There are options. But I think like Mm -hmm. that's really important for us to, you know, as kingdom people, how can we go out and take the kingdom and then we can't even, we we get winded just, you know, walking a block or two or, you know, whatever the case is. And then I often think, well, what happens if we're in danger or what happens if we need to get or go rescue someone quickly, then what is it that, that we can do? And even being a nurse has opened my eyes because number one, I never thought that I would be a nurse because that, that wasn't on mm-hmm. my that wasn't on my path. It was something they suggested. And then I said, oh, okay, yeah, sure. That's a good idea. You know, nurses make yeah. money, healthcare. Everyone needs healthcare. Everyone's yeah. always going to need a nurse or a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? But then that's when I could see like the health disparities, especially among communities of color and where you go in and they speak to the doctor, but then they don't understand why they're on two different blood pressure medications, or they don't understand exactly what the doctor said when they gave them this particular diagnosis. So I would go in and ask my patients, do you know what that means? And they're like, well, yeah, you know, there's something, there's something with my heart. And I said, yeah, but you're playing Russian roulette with yourself. If you're not going to take the medication and they've given you the diagnosis, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. why are you here? Mm -hmm. What is it that you expect us to do for you? Do you understand that they put you on two different medications because your blood pressure isn't controlled and now they're ready to put you on a third one? What are you eating? What's going on at home? And then I find some of my patients, they were just under a lot of stress. And I'm like, that's your problem. (laughs) That's why you're in here about to stroke out because you don't have your emotions under control. And I need you to get Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. under control first. I will say this too. uh, At the age of 25, I was put on blood pressure medication. 25. I was teaching in a classroom in California Mm -hmm. and everything just went black. Next thing I knew, I was in the ER and they were doing all these things. And I was put on blood pressure medication. No education about it. Just as what you do. Because all they said was, you know, what it means if you, what the blood pressure, you know, and your, your vessels and all of this stuff, how you can lead to stroke and blah, the mm-hmm. silent killer. So I was scared. Yeah, they never yeah. told me about diet and exercise and all those type of things. So I took the pills, right? So all this from 20, age 25 up until that happened in 2004, that's why I say it was a wake up call for me because I never really changed my eating habits. I tried to lose weight, but I was doing it the quick way, fast, you know, whatever, thinking that Mm -hmm. was going to be the key. So once I got some education on, you know what, I really need to change my diet. Once I started premium nutrition, everybody knows I'm a thriver, right? And I started to to lose the weight because we know every 10 pounds helps. Well, now, of course, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in communication with my current doctor. I am on the very lowest dose, almost off. I want to make sure that she and I are connecting because I know it was the wait for me. And so I feel great. We have to understand that taking care of our health and our wellness, when we take care of the foods 
80% of it is what we put in our mouths, right? You can't out-exercise yes. a bad <laughs> diet. I don't care who you are or how fit you think you are. You cannot out-exercise a bad diet. You may look good on the outside, but what are your insides looking like, mm-hmm. right? And so once right. we realize that, hey, I need to drink more water, simple things, get some rest, move your body. I move my body at tried to at least 20 minutes, three to five times a week. I don't do anything crazy. And I've been able to maintain a 55 plus weight loss over the last six years. Something I tried to do quickly earlier from age 25 to 40 something. But if we just get out of that mentality that it has to be quick, or I'm going to do this surgery and get the weight off real fast, but I'm not changing my habits. That's why we, we cycle in diets. That's why I cycle. I lost the weight and nothing against any of those plans. But until you change your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. it's never going to be sustainable. So I try to share with, with, with people that I come in contact with, it's, there's no magic pills out there. You can have that surgery, whatever you, the weight loss surgery, you still have to change your lifestyle. You still have to move your body. You still have to watch what you're eating. You can't get around that, that and live on this side. You just can't. It's Mm -hmm. part of what our body needs. And so the best thing, in my opinion, is to change your lifestyle. Find, you know, foods that you can eat that are good for you. Move your body. Um, Talk to me about what I'm doing. Find people that you're seeing doing what you want to do and ask the questions. Talk with your doctors. Well, what do you suggest I do? Instead of just taking this pill, what do I need to do? Your doctor should be able to tell you uh, some natural things to do instead of throwing another pill and then another pill for that side effect to take care of that side effect. Because our bodies were, God designed our bodies and he's given us everything that we need to take care of it. It's all in the word. It really is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that it is. I love that too, because, you know, you said we can't outdo a bad diet and, and it's true. We can't because we can exercise one, two, even three hours a day, but you still have another 23 hours <laughs> that you got to deal with yourself you and eat. control what you put in your mouth. Right. And the crazy thing is it your whole one to two hours of a workout can be demolished in 30 minutes, depending on what exactly it is that, you know, that you choose to, to put in your mouth. And then when we go on these, on these, uh, you know, quick diet, quick, quick fixes, the grape juice diet Mm. and this diet and that diet. So many. Yeah, it is. And you can be in a vicious circle all day, but the problem is when you choose a quick solution, you don't give your mind the opportunity to catch up. And so it's like you're losing the weight. And we see it all the time. We see all these people that lose the 50 pounds, that lose the 100 pounds. But then when they look at themselves in the mirror, they still see the old version of themselves and the current one is not enough. Yep. I went through that. I still fight that because if you think about it today, we're at the, the time of this recording, I'm 54 years old. And so from the age of 12 to 48, to be quite honest, that mindset, I can't eat this, oh, I can't eat this, oh, just the torment, that takes a lot of renewing of my mind and the thoughts and the uh, the limiting beliefs about health and wellness. 
that takes time to get through that. Even though I even lost the weight and to this day, it's been almost six years, almost coming up on seven years. I still have to look at myself. No, you are healthy and you are well. You have, you cannot, was it Romans 12 and, and one says, uh, be you transformed by the renewing ing. Mm-hmm. That's something you have to constantly do because yeah. your old self, you know, your old self longer than, you know, your new self. So you mm-hmm. have to attack the mindset. I don't care what it is you're doing, whether it's business, whether it's your health and wellness, you know, uh, decisions that you have to make that, that you're going into a new path. You have to check your mind, give yourself a checkup. Like I say, from the neck up, because it will always mm-hmm. trip you up if you don't attend to it. Right. And you'll think, Oh, that little bit won't hurt. Oh, just a little bit here and there. And then all of a sudden you're back into that cycle. Instead mm-hmm. of just having a plan to say, okay, I know that I can, um, if I I can have this, I'm not on a diet. I will never diet again in my life in the traditional <laughs> sense of deprivation, because mm-hmm. there are some things that yeah. you want and that's okay. You can have that. Right. But at the same time, cause you think about, uh, we lived in Europe. How is it that all these people in Belgium of all places, chocolate country, <laughs> They're yes. walking around healthy. It's because they're moving their bodies, number one, and, it, and mm-hmm. they don't overindulge. So again, God gives us all things to enjoy, including food, but it's all in that mindset. And we have to check it at the door every single time um, and not ignore that where that's coming from. Well, why can't I have that? Why do I feel like I can't have X, Y, and Z? Or why do I feel like this food is gross? Have I even tried it? vegetables. Who likes vegetables? I don't like vegetables. You know, those types of things from when we were little, you know, and I had to, I had to really, I'll share this real quick because growing up, eat everything on your plate. Yeah. Eat, eat all of it or you shall not get up from the table. And I'm like, I'm full. I don't want it. Eat everything on your plate. So you grow up with that mindset that I can't leave. At least I did. I'm full, but I can't leave that on the plate because there are starving children somewhere. And something Evelyn (laughs) said, uh, Evelyn LaVast, she said, well, why am I eating it? Let's give them that food, <laughs> you know. Right. You know. Well, let's go help the people. Yeah, let's go help the people. But so we do have to work on our mindset and where did that thought come from and address it. Don't just overlook it. Yeah, that that's that's a really good point too because you know, a lot of these things that we think about is everything that was kind of instilled us in, in us when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And even some of these dishes that we make, we've convinced ourselves, well, honey, that ain't going to taste good without no smoked meat in it. Now you're going to have to, this has got to be some pork in there somewhere because that's where the flavor comes Come from. On. My so. dad even, I told my dad, you need to taste my greens. We don't use the pork fat and the, the ham hocks in our <laughs> greens, but we eat greens and it's so tasty. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to make it for him. He just, he's just refused to believe that it can taste that good without, <laughs> all of that. So, yeah. Guess about, you know, bringing people over, um, to the other side. Number one, how did you make the transition And two? Because a lot of times that I hear often the other spouse may not be on board Mm -hmm. when you get on board. So how did you make the transition with that? When, uh, we, we chose to watch that documentary as a family. And, um, so we started for a little bit. That was a couple of years ago. But then our youngest daughter, you know, she's in in college, but she was home for the summer. She said, hey, let's watch this Forks Over Knives. I don't think I want to eat meat anymore. And I'm like, girl, because we at this time, we're only eating turkey and and chicken. Uh, We let beef go and pork a long, long time ago. 
but we tried the veganism things for a little bit. And then we're like, uh uh-uh, I need I need a little bit of something, some some protein in there, because I can't get the protein yeah. in there, right? Mm-hmm. And so when she talked about uh Forks Over Knives documentary and what the food was actually doing to our bodies. So the first thing we started to educate ourselves. And we made a decision as a family that we were gonna do this. This was we haven't had meat since July's first of last year, 2019. We're coming up on two years, so 2019. Um and we said, we're going to do our 2020. It's been almost a year. This coming July will be one year. We we, we chose to go uh, flexitarian or vegetarian, what have you. Okay. And so it was a, a family decision because we were already eating pretty healthy anyway because uh, of the premium nutrition that we do put in our bodies, the vitamins and, and stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. And so it was an easier transition, but letting go of just even the, the chicken and the turkey, um, we were like, yeah, we can do this. But it was a family effort. So I educated myself. I did take the time to go research some recipes. I mean, you can't just stop everything without okay. having a plan. And so mm-hmm. uh, I started with Tabitha Brown and some of her recipes. And some of them didn't come out great. I posted on Facebook, this was nasty. <laughs> you know, I was just being honest, but then mm-hmm. start to find some, some, uh, ways to cook our, our favorite Southern meals in a more healthier way, vegan for this one particular one or vegetarian way. And then we just started adding to it. We like this. We don't like this. And then finding those restaurants when you go out to eat, it's okay to tell the waiter, Hey, I don't want this. Uh, make sure you cook it without butter or whatever the case may be using our voice. But my, I would say, educate yourself, you know, get a plan before you go cold turkey because it won't be sustainable. Like I said, we're mm-hmm. coming up on a year that uh, we've not had meat. If if something had meat in it, I mean, uh, again, we're flexitarian. We don't get that diehard with it and we don't beat ourselves up if we decide, oh, I didn't right. know that had, you know, some something in it or because I forgot to tell them to hold the meat or whatever. It's not that serious, but but we are healthier and we feel good. But it was a, a family effort. My husband was on board because we do. We want to see our grandkids one day. We want to be upright. We want to be engaging with them when they come. Our oldest yeah. will celebrate six years of marriage this year, uh, this month. And eventually we're going to have grandkids, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't yeah. want to be that Gigi or grandma or whatever they're going to call me that sit and watch from the sidelines because I'm too tired. I'm overweight. My knees are hurting. My back hurt. I can't engage mm-hmm. with them um, because of my, my health. So we have to take care of it right now. And with my youngest being uh, 20, she'll be 20 uh, next month, already being conscious of her health. Kudos. <laughs> I wish I was this conscious when I was in my twenties. So yeah, just grateful. Yeah, that's really good. So, um, what I find is that sometimes I, I, I'm on what I call the slow journey. Like, I know that I want to eat better. I know that there are some things that I need to change. So I'm kind of slowly pulling some things back. Like, I'm like, okay, well, let me do what, let me, let me try pork first. Mm -hmm. Something that I know I don't really eat too often. Let me go with those. Let me pull back on those Mm -hmm. things. Let me see what I can substitute. But then I find some people go like to the other end. So do you, do you eat like a lot of 
like processed vegan foods because I find some people and and I think there is a good transition so you know if you're used to eating meat but then maybe you want to try something else that's kind of meat like but you know it's a little bit better Mm -hmm. then I think that's good but then you know we we have what I call like the the Oreo vegans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I can it, it's vegan, can't right? I can eat Oreos, I can eat Fritos, but is that better? No, and that's where you have to do your research because you still need to eat um, a, a, a well balanced meal. Um, for us, I will say this because you're not going to get all of your nutrients and everything that you need to fill nutritional gaps in any food unless you're growing it yourself. And you know what's in it and all of that, right? We have all of us, I don't care how healthy you are, vegan, whatever, we have nutritional gaps. And this is where um, what I use, my three simple steps, it fills the nutritional gaps. I can't get it in my foods. I can't get it. I mean, we walk outside and there's toxins in the air, right? Right. So you need Mm -hmm. some type of nutritional supplement. That's number one, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then number two, when you... Being vegan doesn't mean you eat all that junk, right? I'm just going to have cheese pizza or I'm just going to have, you know, or vegetarian, what have you. Yeah. The processed <laughs> food, that's one thing I know as Americans, we like our food fried, frozen, or, or uh, fast, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so limiting, even with the vegan food, thank God we have those plant-based options because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't have a lot of times and it's great, but it's still processed in some form or fashion. It's still better for you, I think. But at the same time, making sure you have a balance. So we do eat some plant-based, you know, frozen like veggie crumbles or um, things like that. We try to um, make it as fresh as we can, something that is not as processed, but can't avoid it. I'm short of making and growing your own food. We're just not going to do that. Let's just be real, right? Right. And then, of course... um, some of the vegan restaurants, they're, they're kind of sprouting up a lot. They've probably been around. I'm just more aware of them now, um, right. but we don't have them in our little, our little town. So that's why I said, I need to learn how to make this. And I will say when you do make vegan food from scratch, it does take some time. Like when I make vegan mac and cheese, um, it takes some time to soak those cashews. And then you got to do all of these things in the yeast. And so I have to learn these things. But my thing is, it's your health. What would you not do to have better health? So to answer your question, it's okay to have an occasional meal out there and, you know, it's just having some fun or whatever. French fries. I went and got French fries last night because I love McDonald's French fries. I love them. (laughs) And and I had them. And I'm Mm -hmm. so okay with that. So I think when you restrict yourself, it seems like you want that thing even the more. Yeah. Just work on baby steps. I mean, if you have a support system, then by all means, you got a girlfriend, girl, we're going to do this together, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, follow me. I will help anybody just to start where you are, do what you can and use what you have. Don't um, just go cold turkey because it's kind of hard to sustain that, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't have to yeah. eat beans all the time, people. <laughs> beans and rice, rice and beans. That's all I know. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. So um, I you've been talking about these three simple steps. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what are these three simple steps? And I know a lot of times we say, all right, well, if I, I can't go vegetarian because um, I need all this protein, I need to lift these weights, I need to do this and do that. And I can't do that if I don't have the meat source 
to do it. So can you speak to that and kind of, you know, what your three simple steps are and what you use to fill those nutritional gaps? Well, actually, the three simple steps I'm referring to is the the premium nutrition that we use every single morning, the first 30 minutes of waking up and it's called Thrive. And what it is, is a nutritional supplement that is designed to fill your nutritional gaps that we all have. And uh, by way of a capsule, a lifestyle shake mix that's filled with over 100 pre and probiotics, it's good for the gut because y'all know if it ain't coming out, it ain't coming off. Let's just be honest, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of being healthy is having a good gut health, right? That's the center mm-hmm. of our health, if you think about it. And then we right. have this, um, the third step is a DFT, Dermal Fusion Technology. All three of those products make up the Thrive Experience. It's one product in three steps. But in those three steps, you are gaining all the minerals, vitamins, enzymes, all plant-based, gluten-free. Shakes are diabetic-friendly to fill those gaps that you have so that when you do go to eat, it helps you not to overeat. It helps you Mm -hmm. with mental clarity so you're not so exhausted. It helps you to focus on the things you need to do. It helps you to have better rest at night. It helps you to take your workouts to the next level and recover sooner than uh then then without filling those nutritional gaps there's so many benefits to the thrive experience and so for me it helped me to get the weight off and keep it off because mm-hmm. i no longer struggle with well i'm huh, i'm overeating or because it just yeah. tastes so good you know my <laughs> nutritional gaps are filled. i don't have those cravings i used to eat hot cheetos snickers and a diet dr pepper almost every day during the school day And sometimes Mm -hmm. that was lunch, just grabbing those things at the vending machine. Mm -hmm. It helps with those cravings. So once you can get that under control, then, you know, when the Thrive product works, then you're not looking at the the quickest thing to eat. Your body will crave those naturally. I believe it will crave healthier foods. Even if you're out and about with your friends, you won't eat three and four bowls of the chips and salsa while you're waiting on your meal type thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of control it, you know. So those three yeah. simple steps are what I refer to by filling your nutritional gap called the Thrive Experience. And I would love to share that with anyone, but it's simple. It really is simple. But instead of taking for me, let me talk about my experience. I was taking, you know, all types of vitamins for women in their 50s. I was taking calcium mm-hmm. chews because I don't get enough calcium because I don't like milk. I don't even drink mm-hmm. milk. We use almond milk. And yeah. this was even before vegan and, and being vegetarian. And then you know, I was taking biotin for my hair, skin, and nails. I was taking docalax to go, Pepto not to go, leave Motrin Tylenol for my aches and discomfort. <laughs> I was taking all kinds of stuff, anywhere between maybe five to seven things. And if I couldn't sleep at night, I was taking mm-hmm. something with melatonin so I can just rest. Yeah. But I still woke up tired every morning. So I don't do any of those things. I do my three simple steps, the first 30 minutes of waking up, and my body benefits all day long. So I want to go work out. I want to go for that that walk because my knees aren't hurting anymore. I'm losing the weight, sustainable weight, right? And it's been almost seven years without crazy dieting. I don't diet at all. So when I share my three simple steps, that's what I'm referring to is the Thrive Experience. That's good because, you know, um, I think too, we kind of have to get to a place where we do more intuitive eating, I guess is what it was called intuitive eating. So where you learn, okay, if I eat this kind of food, I notice I actually get very sleepy around this time. Or if I eat that food, I get really bloated mm-hmm. and 
you know, sometimes it's just we have to be mindful of of what we're eating and then clear those things out of the system. Absolutely. But certainly with, you know, with your three steps, I mean, that sounds like something that we all because it seems like more and more people wake up tired and we got the eight hours of sleep and, yeah. <laughs> and it's like we're still exhausted or we wake up mm-hmm. with the cravings and then we just don't know what to do or how to, you know, how to even right. kind of control it from there. Right. So I, I definitely think that's a, a good thing in a supplement. You know, I do this um this webinar about Satan, I'm taking my health back. When you compare, you know, um African culture in the nineteen hundreds, African American culture in nineteen hundred versus now, and they were eating a lot of those things, you know, the pork and the the scraps from it. And that's how we flavored yeah. our foods and things like that. Right. But one in every, I don't know, 30, I can't remember the stats right now. You didn't hear them having heart disease and cancer as much back in the 1900s because they were getting the vitamin D from natural sun. They were moving their Mm -hmm. bodies. They were drinking more water and they were eating throughout the day, but it was good foods and vegetables and fruits, right? And so meat was a luxury back then. Bring it up to the year, you know, the 20th century. And here we are, we, we're not moving as much because we have made it, right? We're getting our mm-hmm. light from uh, yeah. LE, LCD light, right? <laughs> we're not sweating. We're not, um, our food's fast fried and it's, you know, frozen because we're on the go. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing more and we're so busy to food is just like something that we're supposed to eat. When you think about how everything has nearly tripled or even quadrupled with the heart disease rate with uh, any young, any woman, African-American woman in particular, that has any one or two of these things, um, high cholesterol, a large waist, high blood pressure, all that, you are more susceptible of having a heart disease because of all of those things, more so mm-hmm. than our our um, Caucasian sisters. Yeah. In America, we're, we're one of the fattest countries in the world. Why is that? Because we mm-hmm. like everything supersized. We like it fast. Think about it. Yeah. But we have to take control of our bodies. It is our responsibility. And I think it is our thank you to God that he's given us life for us to take care of the body. But we need help with that because of the world that we live in. We, we're not growing our own foods. Our water system is not as clean as it should be. So this is where you need some form of supplement, a nutritional supplement to help fill in the gaps that we can't get in our foods and our water. And that's what I believe Thrive is. Um, I'll forever say that as long as I live because it's changed my life. It's changed my life. <laughs> yeah. And definitely living in Europe has all has opened my eyes to just the way and how we do things so differently. Because in Germany, people were, you know, eating after, well, not eating, but people were exercising after every meal. Like it's very common in German neighborhoods to see families going out, walking, after dinner, there's, you know, a bakery over here and all the food is fresh yes. over here. And, you know, you've got the farmer that's right down yes. the street where you can get these things from. Mm-hmm. And the food is not pumped with all these preservatives. Mm-hmm. And because even with me, you know, drinking pop, you know, we call it pop. Yeah. Even with me drinking, I was like, this tastes so funny. What What is, what's in this? And I look and the very first ingredient is just sugar sugar and not high fructose corn syrup yeah <laughs> and i'm like nah, mm-hmm. i think i like the high fructose i can't get with this sugar it's 
it tastes odd and it's like our taste buds are just completely different mm-hmm. you know You're right You're even right. they should be we when we lived in overseas we lived in belgium and we also lived in turkey and germany and so when we were in germany we did what the germans did we lived in the village and after dinner everybody went for a walk it was some of the best mm-hmm. times and when you did go out to eat your meal was about a four hour thing. They didn't trust. Yeah. Whereas in America, they're bringing you yeah. your entree when you're still finishing up your salad. But <laughs> that was that was something we had to adjust to. It's kind of like, okay, when is it going to get our food? It's coming. You would take three to four hours because it's about the company and letting your food digest and enjoying one another. That was very different for us. So when we came back to America and we're at a restaurant, we're like, um, can you not bring my entree yet? I'm I'm still talking in with my staff. Yeah, it's about yeah. moving people in and out. It's that fast pace. And right. uh doing that so long. I, I really appreciate uh the, the European culture, no matter where you went. And the food was amazing because it was fresh. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. no preservatives in it. Even when we went to Italy, you know, the pizzas there taste so different than yeah over here. completely different just fresh <laughs> and yeah so I, I i totally agree and and it is encouraged you know that the entire family not just the mom or dad or the kids or what have you to to be healthy and well and i loved it we loved it we really really did yeah it was a great experience well jennifer this has been a fantastic conversation about health and wellness and just how we can get ourselves together mm-hmm. and get ourselves in line to do the things that we have been called to do. How can the people find you if they want to learn more about, you know, just what you do, mm-hmm. your nutrition, mm-hmm. and just learn more information about you in general, and even tell us some events and things that you have coming up? Absolutely. Well, first of all, you can find me on Facebook, um, but uh, going to my website, raisethepraisepodcast.com. Uh, you can find me there. And as far as the nutrition, if you want more information, it's free. You can sign up for free. Doesn't uh, obligate you for anything, but go to live for nutrition, live the number four nutrition.com. And it'll give you access to everything about thrive. Uh, and my number is there, but if you go there, you'll see it and, and you can create a free account that way. And then, um, I do have, um, we didn't talk about the curse to heal, but we can do that for another time. But if you want uh, information yeah. about Thrive, just um, message me on Facebook or you can go to livefornutrition.com. Okay. Well, I mean, we can talk about the courage to heal, you know, just for a moment, just to, you know, give people a little a little snippet because maybe that's what they need too. So, you okay. know, talk about all the things that way we can find you and then, you know, bring you back yeah. and then talk about the courage to heal yeah. more in detail. Well, courage to heal is a new ministry that I've started. Uh, I want to say the last month or so that God really brought me to when I was speaking earlier, it was like, I left my job as a principal thinking it was going to be all be about health and wellness. And I'm grateful for that. But then God has moved me into having a space where women can be heard, seen, and they can be encouraged to heal from uh, trauma, present and past trauma. Um, but you don't have to be alone. So I always talk to Sister Yana, you are not alone because of my own story of healing 
through childhood trauma. And uh, I am on a mission to help as many women as I can to come from behind their ashes and walk in their beauty, knowing that you don't have to suffer in silence anymore. So uh, we do have a Courage to Heal Circle on Clubhouse. For those of you that are on Clubhouse, see us on Thursday nights at 6.30 Central Standard Time. And then also, if you want more information about what I'm actually doing to help women, you can go to my uh, website and get on the wait list, jenniferbell.biz jenniferbell.biz for more information on the courage to heal. And I would love to have a conversation with you um, because of uh, my own story. That's awesome. And, and you know what, too, even though we, we mainly spoke about health, but even courage to heal, when we talked earlier about what is it that's eating at you, mm-hmm. courage to heal is that thing that she can help you with. So if there's any emotion, any trauma, anything that really needs to be unpacked, I promise you, Jennifer is the one who can kind of help lead you and guide you in that area. She has some fantastic conversations in that clubhouse room. So make sure that you go to her website. Jennifer, thank you so much again for your time. This has been such an awesome conversation and definitely we will have to bring you back and talk more in depth about the courage to heal. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode with Jennifer Bell. We talked about so many good nuggets and just things about how we can take better care of our health and especially with the foods that we put in our bodies. So please make sure that you reach out to her for any questions that you may have about transitioning just from vegetarian or even vegan as well, because she really has some great pictures that she posts And the food looks really delicious when I'm on her page. And this was such a great conversation. If you got anything from this at all, please be sure to rate and review. And until next time, bye.